Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Tonight, we're talking about The Mandalorian mid-season. Tonight, we have with us Dot Chris. That's right. This is the way. Got TV's Casey. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be back. Yeah, and I'm your host, Bad Kitty. So, guys, The Mandalorian season three. Quick recap. A lot of things have happened. If you guys didn't watch the Book of Boba Fett, Chris and I talked about that before, how it was weird how they introduced uh, this plot line for this season of The Mandalorian in the Book of Boba Fett in that the Mandalorian uh, Din Djarin, Din Djarin, I love the way the armorer says his name, has become an apostate who's moved his helmet. Everyone has seen it. So now he has to reconcile and get back in the Mandalorian order by bathing in the waters of Lake Minnetonka, going below Mandalore <laughs> and bathing in the living in the living waters, Din Djarin, sort of a, a re-baptism into the order. So he has to seek out a robot that'll help him test the air because there is lore that the Mandalore is poison. And it is cursed. This is cursed. That is cursed. So he goes out and seeks uh, IG-11 because uh, Disney Star Wars is afraid to move beyond the characters we already... Oh, yeah. just let them die. <laughs> yep. Casey, before we move forward, what do you think about, about that? I mean, like Chris and I talked about our thoughts, but instead of, um, you know, Star Wars being a, an expanded galaxy, they always use the same characters, same tropes, same planets. And I've always said it's always like a neighborhood far, far away. So Mando is going to, to get an android to try to help him test Mandalore, see if it's livable, see if he can walk on it and actually be in the waters. And he goes about to get IG-11. What do you think about rehashing characters? I hate it. Big fan? I thought I thought IG-11. No, I, I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I really don't like it. Um, I thought IG-11 sacrifice and at the end of the season was was good. Um, I, I don't think there was enough appeal of that character to have a need to bring him back. Um, he had a, a good arc, a good sacrifice, a good reprogramming. He saved Grogu and all right, swell. Um, that's fine. We could put a cap in that. I mean, I'm also against the idea of Grogu being back at all as well. Um, I don't know if I'm in a minority there, but you know, I feel like this memification of star Wars where everything also has to be lone wolf and cub. I'm, I'm kind of fucking over it, you know? Uh, the first couple episodes of Mandalorian where he's ice cold killing dudes and, you know, collecting bounties, same thing in his guest appearances in Book of Boba Fett. When he's without Grogu, he's doing a lot of cool bounty hunter stuff that I think people really want to see. He's doing like, hot girl shit. Yeah, when he's when he's got the baby around, it really loses that sort of Western feel. Um and that's fine, but I also think, you know, what are what are we going to get out of Grogu in terms of this narrative that that makes it worthwhile for him to be there, right? Like, oh, is he gonna we're gonna see Grogu say his first words? Like, fucking maybe. I don't know. You know, we saw him do Jedi training, you know. What impact does this have on the future of the story? I mean, we see where Star Wars is. You know, as as much as people may hate the sequel films, we see what Star Wars is going to be in 30 years after this. You know, does does Din Djarin or Grogu play a major role in any of that? Probably not. You know, um, granted, it's all you know, these things came out after. But the expanded universe is a funny thing and uh, it's back in a big way. But, you know. Do we just enjoy these stories in isolation? Or are we are we worried about, you know, where it's going? I don't know. It seems it seems weird to me, and I and I feel like it's a retread to one bring Grogu back, especially in a show that people didn't watch because people didn't care about it, and then try to tease that you're going to bring IG Eleven back in the beginning of the episode. It's like, where where how have we moved from this? 
Where's the where's the advancement? I'm definitely in that camp with you. I really do think it's just a marketing thing. It's something for the executives because they see the comments on social media, the YouTube reaction clips, because John Favreau said uh, a while ago that they do at Lucasfilm, like they watch reaction videos and YouTube videos of people making content for uh, The Mandalorian Star Wars. And I really do think the executives are like, okay, well, The Mandalorian now equals Grogu. Like, that's what this show is. So I think yeah. they were the suits were just like, we need to have them. We have the merchandise. We have all, all this stuff. We have this whole economy, like, based on him. We need to have them. This show now equals him. <laughs> Dinge hard be damned. You know, maybe Yoda based economy. <laughs> yeah, I, no, seriously. I'm, uh, I'm, I actually am pro baby Yoda being back. I'm pro Grogu being there because I feel like a lot of people popped in to check out Mando and, but they stayed for grogu to be honest so i'm okay with him being there but i fully we talked about this before but i fully am in the camp of maybe they should have brought him back at the beginning of this show and not at the end of another like tangentially related show yeah um i'm all for using him for the marketing because it that marketing brought in a lot of people that otherwise wouldn't be interested in star wars there um i do like the direction they're going with him now where they, we're going to be able to see like what it's like to go from a foundling to being a mandalorian through the eyes of grogu um which is fine we're actually we're meant to kind of watch everything as if you know, grogu is the way it is showing us is is the lens in which we're he viewing. is the way he is the way he's the way that we're we're sh that we're being shown what it is to be a mandalorian so uh like I'm cool with that. Um, we talked about the the opening episode was kind of a little lackluster, and now I'm even more mad at it since after all that they didn't even use IG11. I was like, what? What did we just do? But you get like a you get another minutes? you get another droid from the original trilogy. You Don't do you love that. How, what, a, <laughs> what a fun little coincidence that is. The galaxy I, far, far away. Again, remaining the neighborhood because of a lack of creativity from the executives. I'm sure like the, like, like Johnny Fav, John Favreau and Dave Filoni want to move beyond it. But I think there are like management types who, you know, are always like, wait, wait, like, well, but like we have to put in the member berries, right? We got to put in yeah. so many things. That's why, you know, Pelimoto, uh, like <laughs> Sedaris' character says like, uh, like 500 Star Wars things per minute. It's, yeah. it's just like it's it's incredible. Like it's well, crazy, the, but the really the most egregious thing, but you know, between it, Boba Fett and now is the N one Starfighter. Which okay, is it cool? Absolutely. Yeah. How does this make any sense in terms of his profession? You have to collect. You have to collect bodies. That's true. Like he can't say his cool line. You know, I I could bring you in warm. I could bring you in cold. You can't you're not bringing anybody anywhere well okay so we don't need that anymore <laughs> because we, we, we cut over to baby grogu to do something so we don't need dinjarin to say cool lines we literally cut over I, I don't know if you guys noticed this in all these episodes but we just literally just cut over to grogu whenever something's happening for him to just like like coo or <gasps> he's mugging yeah just and it's just like and I, and I really think they're doing it because like okay Ooh. ordinary people look Ooh. remember remember dangling keys in front of you keep watching the show please give us some money disney plus Oh man, but uh, yeah, no, Chris. At the same time, I, I do like Grogu. I do like the character, but I, I think the show might be stronger if they didn't have Grogu and they forced Din Djarin to have his own adventure. Like, what would that be like, where he's not relying on the kid or being the lone wolf and, and cub dad? Like, I think they were trying to focus more on his character and what he's doing and his journey. I mean, the whole journey of him going to Mandalore and you know washing himself and, and giving himself a baptism. I think is right. really interesting. 
great. It's, it's great. plot line. The, the inclusion of Bo has been phenomenal. Oh Amazing. Phenomenal. Let's Finally. go. What a badass. This is finally <laughs> like showing how much, how awesome Bo-Katan is. Um, we're in the middle of, we. Uh, I'm in the middle of a big Star Wars rewatch. We already finished Clone Wars. We're like halfway through Rebels now. And that's yep. just like seeing Bo-Katan like Mandalorian real hard. That second episode uh, was so, so freaking cool. We got our first uh, sword and board in Star Wars. All right. Darksaber in one hand. Hell you know, yeah. Ray shield shield in the other. Like, come on. Yeah, Love and in Casey, like Chris and I have talked about this, but uh, in being a fan of Clone Wars, Rebels, and, and the Bad Batch, like, what is it like for you seeing some of these animated things come to life, like Bo-Katan, Mandalore, her ship, like all these different things now come to actual real life for you? I think the translation has been so good for so many of these. Like, I never would have thought, like, even Rosario Dawson would have made a, a great Ahsoka. Um, but Bo-Katan is translated perfectly from from her model you know in in both shows you know rebels and the clone wars to live action you use the voice actress who is a real actress as her actress like it's it's so it's the dream it's really the dream and it's you know there have been rumors that Hera is going to show up in one of these shows i think the ahsoka show sometime yeah i'm pretty sure there's a, a shot of uh, a hera looking twilight walking through uh, walking through some doorways in the uh, in the ahsoka teaser yeah and the and the rumor is that it's mary elizabeth winstead who is riding that really she's riding that mm. nepotism right into star wars <laughs> if you don't know she's married to ewan mcgregor wait they, what i mean I'm cool they, with that. They double home wrecked each other. Ramona Flowers is married to <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, if they're not married, they're certainly dating. But they they were both married previously, and they they home wrecked at the same time, Good which is him. great. Yeah, Good a job. rare double home wreck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a good old double decking home wrecking. <laughs> I mean, love it. Um, but I think I think it's it sucks because I think uh, Vanessa Marshall, who does Hera's voice, could absolutely play live action Hera. Hmm. um you know it just you know she's she's about the right age you know she's 53 years old by the time we would see Hera around this period she would probably be in her late 40s early 50s like it you know it works um uh and i i i'm i'm i feel a little unfortunate if that's not the case because we've seen that katie sackoff can bring this character to life perfectly um and even like I know John Favreau isn't doing the voice of uh, Paz Vizsla anymore, as evidenced in this last episode of Mandalorian. But I feel like he could have he could have just as easily been this big burly Mando, yeah. you know. It's I someone mean, doing a John Favreau impression, though. Now it is. It's I believe it's <laughs> actually the uh, the the guy who is the body. Um, oh, gotcha. Yeah, and it's funny yeah. because that guy I forget his name, which. I should have been more prepared, but he plays one of the goons in like one of the early episodes of Mandalorian. I think he's the guy that gets cut in half by a door. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, you know, heaven help Mando if this guy ever takes his yeah. helmet off because he's going to look very familiar. <laughs> and uh, those who don't know, uh, Paz Vizsla is a descendant of Pre Vizsla from the Clone Wars, who was voiced by John Favreau. It all ties together. It all came it all, all the way around. Comes together, man. Yeah. and that was the introduction of Bo-Katan as his, you know, number two. Yeah, you know. So now, she's now, she's now, known now, the Vizslas a long about, time. About, about Vizsla here in this show, because I've seen some of this critique. I wonder if you guys uh, think about this as well about Vizsla and Bo not really having any dialogue together. Wouldn't they have some some beef? Wouldn't they have some things to say to each other? Or no? Um. I there should be 
I think. Mm. So if I if I can go into like some weird crazy person brain speculation for a while, we'll send I it. thought I thought I'm, I'm sending it. I thought that the armor was going to be revealed as the third Kree's sister. Um uh, you know, there's the Satine Kree's, the the okay, Dutch the it. Duchess, Bo-Katan Kree's, the yep the Mando that we know. And then we know that Satine has a nephew named Corky, right? Mm-hmm. Corky Kreese, who a lot of people thought was Obi, her illegitimate son with Obi-Wan, but I don't think that that's mm-hmm. true. Um, Bo-Katan's not his mother. Satine is not his mother, which implies that there is another Kreese that probably is his mother. And, you know, the Death Watch was exiled to Concordia where all of this you know, the children of the watch are from Din yep. Djarin as a child is saved by classic death watch. So you mm-hmm. figure if there is another Kree's sister who maybe fell out with the family because one inherited the mantle of the Duchess of Mandalore, one joined death watch, and then maybe one was too young and then made her own splinter religion based on the ancient Mandalorian customs. I think that it could, could have been an interesting dynamic. Um, Theoretically, it probably still could be because we haven't seen the armor unmasked and we have no idea who she really is. Yeah, um, but she probably would know who Boca is. She probably so. would have recognized her own sister. Yeah. However, uh, no, it, I mean, they have a similar Jedi kind of no attachments type of deal. It just, so yeah. maybe she's just, she's just deep in it. I mean, she may not consider herself a Kreese anymore. You know, she abandoned her name, abandoned her clan. Bo-Katan was disgraced in a, in a way that we have yet to see. And I'm hoping we do get in a flashback. Um, but there's that. And then how did we get on this? I lost my, I lost my track. <laughs> Bo-Katan's a badass. End Bo-Katan's, of story. Yeah. End of story. <laughs> I'm sure I'll, I'll pick it up again somewhere. Bo-Katan, everyone's yeah. been loving the, uh, the, the stunt person who's been playing Bo-Katan. They're like, damn, some of that more like thick Katan. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the going t- crazy. How much time are these actors actually spending on set? Are they doing just <laughs> yeah. AR and we're watching the stunt people show? Yeah, you got to <laughs> oh, ask yourself. It's great. It's been great. But uh, I love that we got an episode where we actually got to go down to Mandalore. Like like after oh, yeah. Din Djarin, Din Djarin, love the armor says his name. After Din Djarin goes down uh, to Pelimoto and gets uh, gets the, 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 the astromech droid, tells him to go on the planet and uh, kind of survey it. He's like, no, nah, man, this kind of looks scary. I love how R2-D2 is like, yeah, let's go. I'm going to fight. And this one, this Astro Droid's like, no, nah, man, it's kind of spooky here. I kind of want to do it. Nah, fuck this. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> D4 is like, do I? Do, do I, I have to? to? Do I go? <laughs> and he's like, get going. <laughs> so he surveys yeah. it. He finds out that the planet is breathable. He's like, huh, maybe maybe those stories aren't true. Who who portrayed this to us? And it was toxic and unlovable. Hmm, maybe there is a future here for the Mandalorians. Yeah. And I, I, lo- I love the, the look of it. Like, like Johnny, John Favreau has to be a huge fan of video games because he's right. This whole thing like a video game. You got you to go to one planet <laughs> to get the thing in order to do the other thing to fulfill this objective, to go down there, now do this yeah. thing. He, we even back track on mandalore like he goes out gets his survey uh he, he comes back with it okay then then, then dinjarn goes down into the mines he gets down there there's this amazing puppet like, like cg monster right this like yeah. general grievous sort of like alien this like, r- r- robotic android but living like being inside of it. i love the design of this funky creature dude it's a very warhammer kind of creature yeah. I'm, i really i really dig the style um, it's gross. It's rusty and metal. <laughs> it's part bioorganic. It's just. Ugh. 
And what's it, what's it doing? Is is it trying to just capture creatures or mandos? Because it has like this injector thing for you know for like like squishy organisms. I'm like, what is it? Is it, it gaining its blood? Is it taking your life force for it, it to live? A, it needs a Mad Max blood bag. <laughs> <laughs> witness it <laughs> it is it is it is it is maybe it used to be shiny and chrome and he's trying to get back to that but That's uh, it. i i love that whole thing and then uh manor just goes get get bokatan and grogu's like oh shit <laughs> runs away gets into the fighter just oh man and he goes back to Bo. i love bo's ship her ship is so freaking cool it's like Dude, I, I love when like Star Wars ships do funky things like go vertical, horizontal. The design of it's so sick. She goes the, there. The she... vertical takeoff and landing. So, yep. so awesome. And shout outs to the visual effects artists. You guys have been uh, like banging things out here because the, the ship, the flight, everything has been looking incredible. Amazing. Like I'm watching on a big screen, fucking like surround sound and everything is just mwah, chef's kiss to all you guys. Have been. You guys are working so hard. Um, yep. because of uh, all these companies. But uh, yeah, visual effects artists, your work is being absolutely uh, applauded by the community. I mean, especially here in Mando, a fantastic job. So please keep doing what you're doing. Um, so uh, well, what did you think of of seeing Mandalore live action, seeing him go down in it, seeing the mines, see, seeing Bobo Kintan talk about how it used to be? That it was gl- it's glassed over with a layer of turbo, like frozen turbo laser fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so, it's so crazy. I love that you can compare the live action shots of the capital city with how we've seen it, you know, thriving in, yep. in Clone Wars and Rebels and even battle damage. But like now it's just destroyed. Um, it's great. I do think it's weird that there's like these these monster men that are living beneath the city. I never got the Im- <laughs> I never really got the impression that Mandalore had like like Land weird- of the lost type creature. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like fucking slee stacks Wait, just, <laughs> just just hopping just hopping out. Um, like Morakai. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Morakai, slee stack, freaking like Power Rangers putties or you want <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a Mandalore get him like like what is this this is ridiculous i don't know they had to make some some kind of jim henson muppet type creature (laughs) (laughs) i i I love them like johnny fabs like like do do, do your do do your muppets i love it it's great um but but yeah because uh because like we've uh well more so you guys have seen these things in the animated form so you know and especially seeing um like bo katan's castle what was was that seen in the animated shows i don't think so no this is the first time we're seeing it yeah yeah Oh, okay, cool. Like, and it was so- destroyed, so it's probably the last time. We'll <laughs> yeah, because basically, uh, mm-hmm. Bo-Katan's sister was like, it was the Duchess of Mandalore, so she was like in the capital city. But because Bo-Katan was a part of Death Watch, like basically a pretty much a terrorist group, they were relegated to a whole other planet. So for <laughs> the most part, she's off. She's not. She's not a part of all that, or she hadn't been a part of all that in a while. Go back to your moon, warriors. You are not welcome here on peaceful Mandalore. Then she got overthrown and died. Yeah. Then she got overthrown. Yep. Let me spell my own name. All right. That's what I get for rushing. <laughs> Rebranding. Rebranding here. Oh, check um, it out. It's Bakayode. Yeah, but it's one of those ba- things. Yeah, I'm now Eastern European. Bak- <laughs> uh, Bakayode. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, yeah, so, so Bo-Katan saves him. And I, I love this part. We're, we're getting into uh, him bathing, little baptism, the waters of Lake Minnetonka. Din Djarin <laughs> takes off his backpack, right? Takes off his jetpack, gets into the waters. Nope, it's kind of too deep there. Whoa, what's going on? I, I, th- I thought he got grabbed by some like Star he Wars did. monster, some tentacle thing. So, so we think. So she jumps in after him in this her- heroic little thing. 
uh, gets him at the, the, the bottom of the waters of the uh, of the mines. And then we see this crazy thing, this gigantic creature. It looks like a freaking mythosaur. <laughs> what was everyone's reaction, Chris? The mythosaur. We're seeing it in live action. And it's huge, huge. Yeah, man. Uh, it was rad and, like, terrifying because the way they shot it, it was like, you know, you can't quite tell what you're looking at. And then all of a sudden it moves and you go, oh, Oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, also, I want to shout out that just the, the whole like Bogotan jumping into the water and going after him was like such a freaking rad shot. That whole sequence was like one of the Insane. best sequences it, that we've seen in Mandalorian so far. I loved it. Loved it so much. And I do think something did grab him. He just didn't know because he got knocked out. Okay, because I think the explanation they gave was was that uh, it was um it was he his sl- seat. He, and he, he, sl- just that's what he thought that's what that's what he thought is that he went in, but something, something grabbed him. Yeah. Because well, he got, like, you saw how far she went. She didn't go oh, yeah. down. She went over. So it, he doesn't know what happened. She knows what happened because she was conscious the whole time. So, so my whole thing is like, Disney Star Wars has a way of like, kind of fudging like stories and not really like <laughs> doing a really good job at uh, storytelling. Even though we have like, you know, like John Favreau here, I I, I, yeah. I think this thing is also like made, made by committee. So I think, I think sometimes they write things with story beats and they try to fill in the middles, right? So they're like, okay, story beat, we have to hit. He gets to the mine, he bays in, and then he gets down to the bottom. She has to save. The beat is mm-hmm. she has to save him in order for her to see the myth of the story and not him. So in between that, we, we got to fill whatever the hell we got to do. So I, I think sometimes they just like write the beats and then they try to fill it in the middle. And, and the middle is unclear and they try to explain it. But yeah, I've seen so many people be like, well, somebody, something did grab it. Well, no, they kind of said that he fell. Well, I think so. it's sort of left to interpretation. I don't know, because if the Mythosaur grabbed him, then why was it looking like he was asleep? If something else grabbed it, where was it? It's, yeah. it's, it's so, who's to say? Who's to say? But uh, what, what are your predictions here? Because only Bo-Katan sees a Mythosaur. Din Djarin is sort of knocked out. What's going to happen with that? Is she going to ride it and capture it? What's going to, it's huge. Can she? What do you uh, think? I was thinking. I mean, I don't know if the if they're gonna have the children of the watch revisit Mandalore. I'm sure they might, but I really thought that um, it would spark more of a visceral reaction out of the armor. Like, you know, we're talking about a religious cult here. Like, if you you know, if you told people that like Jesus walked the earth again. Or, you know, you saw a burning bush, like people would would flip out and want to see it. Um, but she tells the armorer, like, listen, I saw a mythosaur, a, a thing that I only thought was, you know, a legend as a child and something that you firmly believe exists in the the minds of Mandalore. And she's like, oh, the, the way of the ma- the way will make you see many things. And it's like, fucking I saw it. <laughs> I, I well. <laughs> I saw your cool dragon monster. Like, aren't you like, that's it. That's all you're going to give me. And it's I love just, like, just like, yeah, you see a lot of, you see a lot of things. And she's like, no, but I really, ah, uh, Bo-Katan, you are, you are, you're a riot at parties. Aren't yeah, you? <laughs> <laughs> look, at, look at, look at you. You're with us for one day and now you're seeing mythosaurs and believing in religions and not taking off your helmet. Like, oh, right, Bo-Katan. She, right, she's like, well, oh, you're really walking the way. Like, yeah, this. it could, it could be. Cause I mean, the whole thing is, she like she wouldn't have just dove in herself right so there had to be a reason why she dove in and the whole thing is it's making her now start to walk the path a reluctant 
uh, follower, if you will. Sure. But um, so whether or not, like, I don't know, I don't know whether or not they're going to actually bring the Mythosaur back into something or if it has kind of already served its purpose um, to bring Bo-Katan, who is presumably should be the leader of the Mandalorians, um, but has tried and, and failed and given up. And now this is giving her another spark of hope that like, oh, yeah, there is a place I belong. I just haven't really taken the, the the path seriously so we'll i mean we'll see what happens yeah could be either way that the armor just has enough faith that's just like yeah yeah it's, of course you did it's there yeah it's fine because because if she oh man uh, i wonder if uh if they made it too big right like even like ruta here in chat it's kaiju size right <laughs> it yeah. is massive because i mean <laughs> I, I like i know it was fabled to be this gigantic monster and there's like you know uh, uh like in the mandalorian lore there's a reason why that like any mandalorian that rides it is sort of respected and, and sort of feared and it's a leader mm-hmm. it's like there's you know you have to wrangle this this massive thing but i don't think it would be that big so how is she going to go back to mandalore tame it write it and then show the other mandalorians who are on this you know i can't believe it's not tattooing because you know all star wars <laughs> has to be desert planets <laughs> can they be in a forest planet or something like that or some like some kind of vacation can they be single <laughs> biome that's all you get that's all you get it has you got to be your city planet thing. you got your desert planet you got your frozen planet you got your water planet multiple oh biomes God. those died with alderaan get out of here incredible <laughs> but uh yeah din Djarin takes a little bit of the water back and and uh the the armorer tested yes these are the water from i love the way she talks it fills me with so much joy when she speaks i love it she's like she, she's like a pastor these are the living waters can i get an amen <laughs> it's, it's so good but oh man then we get to uh um the the, the latest episodes here um, man, I, I love this, this Mandalorian enclave, like see, seeing them just like train their, their, their foundlings, like seeing like, you know, their little, uh, so, so society you have, uh, like Bo-Katan doing her thing with Mando and, and unfortunately, uh, her castle gets destroyed. Oh my God. I can't believe it. Her. We got to talk about that sequence though. Yeah. Because, oh my God, that was one of, that was like maybe top five, like spaceship battles, even though it was like on the ground. It was phenomenal. That was so rad. Dude, what was your reaction? It was insane. I loved it, dude. On a, on a uh, massive big screen uh, with surround sound, it was sick. It was awesome. I almost, I think, like, I think they actually, like, took a plane and shot, like, the the background and then animated over it because, those like, that looked great. I'm it, pretty it, sure they top gun that bitch. I hope so. Oh, it was so cool. And it was, you know, we got the very beginning and then the very end of uh, of that episode. And I was like, yes, give me an entire episode of this. That would be great. And then and then we went back to to Coruscant and I was like, but I want more. I want more fighters. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that yeah. in, a, in, in a minute. Uh, but there is yeah. there is a rumor going around that those TIE fighters are from a one Admiral Thrawn. Some people are saying mm-hmm. they see some markings that are similar to his. What do you guys think about Ooh. that? I haven't. I didn't notice any markings. Um, mm. Thrawn's sigil is a it's a cool twisted up uh, like like two snakes underneath his Star Destroyer, the Chimera. So mm. uh, I don't know. I didn't I don't know any markings, but uh I I think it's just Bo-Katan's made a bunch of enemies and there's, you know, local, you know, it's like another Gideon, you know, there's just mm-hmm. there's just guys, you know, another another Bosch just out mm-hmm. there. 
Gotcha. Yeah, because I think I think Din Djarin did say something about like, oh, these guys are. He said something along the lines of, oh yeah, you know these whatever sects of like whatever's left over are bad. The because warlords. We're, so yeah. basically, those folks that were you know governors, uh, whoever were were, uh, like officers in the empire now are on their own, but have like these massive ships that they can control. So the regional like, governors will keep them. Regional <laughs> yeah, governors. Right. We'll yeah, those are what the regional line. governors are talking about. Yeah, and uh, at the end of the episode, we we get them going back to the enclave. But in the middle of that, now there's some contention here. Now I want to know uh, both your guys' opinion on this because we do have some Star Wars world building here, but uh, I think to the positive and detriment of the show. So we have a storyline about Doctor Pershing. Um, <laughs> the the Kaminoan uh, uh, like like cloner um, from from the Empire. So we have this whole thing where he's being reintegrated back into mm-hmm. uh, sort of a rehabilit yeah a rehabilitation program. Um, we're back on Coruscant. Love seeing it again. Uh, we're seeing the officer who was with Moff Gideon also being this rehabilitation program back into the the New Republic. It's sort of like your uh, what's it called? Like your oh, what do we what do we have it in real life? It's uh. You know, when like a criminal goes back into society, a reintegration like, program. Well, they call it the amnesty program. Yeah, the amnesty program. Yeah. yeah. So, so when you're kind of being rehabilitated back into into society, but for here, the New Republic and the betterment of the New Republic, um, I thought this storyline on its own uh, was was pretty interesting. I love seeing Coruscant. I like this whole idea of this Andor like on the ground, nothing fantastical, just you know the, the nitty gritty about like the Empire, what happens to people afterwards, sort of like their lives. Because I always want like more Empire story, and the acting I thought was phenomenal. Like everybody on screen like brought it. I. I love the direction of it all you know them you not knowing what's really happening here there seems to be some sinister undertone you never really know if you can trust these people or not if dr pershing can be trusted or if the other officers he's talking to can be trusted this guy now, gives a he gives a big speech so how does the new republic feel about cloning uh is cloning <laughs> is cloning allowed i would really like to continue my cloning oh <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you did you say I should pursue my cloning, fellow <laughs> fellow <laughs> cloning enthusiast? Ah, yes. I love that scene in the center where he's just like, you know, cloning's kind of cool, guys. You know, <laughs> save my mom. Yeah. Who wants a clone? You want a clone? You want a clone? Anybody want a clone? You know, it kind of saved us. All your organs, you rich people. This is kind of like the movie The Island. Which is yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> so uh so the internet is kind of split on this guy so in in one fashion we were like okay this is taken away from the mandalorian the show that we're coming to see this is more andor like maybe this should have been an andor maybe it should have been its own show i don't know um but other people are saying i like this world building kind of adds on to it where do you guys stand is it um it, it's fine it builds on the world i didn't mind it or it kind of took me out this is sort of its own kind of side story just like how in the book of bubble fit we were in the mandalorian what do you guys think i think it's great um so what the what the amnesty program basically is is it's sort of an analog for the real world operation paperclip where the united states grabbed up a bunch of former nazi scientists and it's like hey do you guys want to work on rockets <laughs> like um but you know i the perspectives that we get for the new republic are pretty scarce um there's pretty much just the aftermath trilogy of books by chuck wendig that sort of show that era of time um and aspects of things like you know what's happening with the government and and you know but people don't read books they watch tv shows so uh (laughs) the mandalorian is like okay we're three to five years after return of the jedi 
what is the government like? And it turns out it sucks. <laughs> like, a, like a lot of uh, governments having upended one regime simply for another, while the empire sucked in its, uh, you know, overall conservatism, the, the new Republic uh, is, you know, shitty in its liberalism. Um, and I know like, go get your politics out of my star Wars, but it's like they're, they've so skewed the, the issues that it's, they even explain it with the, the rich social elite that are in the, hanging out in the new Republic Senate. They're like, Oh, empire, old Republic, new Republic, who can keep track? I have money. All governments, <laughs> all governments are the same to me. Um, which is just a great, it just gives such a realistic touch to this space fantasy universe where you're like, yeah, how does a galactic government function? Um, but the amnesty program just slaps these essentially, you know, prisoners of war, really imperial remnant people with a, they don't have names anymore. They have numbers. They live in, you know, a, a, like a boxed off community. That's kind of just like a low security prison. Um, they're restricted on where they can go They're despite whatever they were truly great at, you know, they're forced into things like menial jobs, you know, we see that the New Republic is trying to distance itself from the previous administration so much that they're willing to just throw out good imperial technology simply on the virtue of it being imperial technology. Um, and there's a lot of issues with that. And there's a lot of interesting real world parallels with that. But my favorite thing uh, about it is, you know, I just love that shit sucks. I just I I just can't get away from from these characters suffering and and any attempts to make things good end up bad which is just how Star Wars is now under Disney you know the sequel trilogy started it's like yep they saved the world 30 years ago but oh no fascism is still a thing like nothing and and nothing of value was stopped we killed palpatine you know Except we didn't. He's back in there's somehow and there's Palpatine. Like I somehow can't believe they wrote that. Somehow I was like, "What's but, a but, lazy?" But let me let me get to the my core point, and then I will mm. let someone else speak. In that we have seen the old republic failed because of its hubris. The empire failed because of its hubris. The new republic failed because of its hubris. There was but one man, one leader with a vision for a galaxy devoid of a government, a confederacy of independent systems. That's right. Count Dooku was right all along. <laughs> he knew that a single governing body for the galaxy would never work. He's like, let's have loosely connected systems, planets that govern themselves under a very loose confederation. That's what'll work. And you know what? They decapitated him and we never talked about battle droids ever again. But he was right. <laughs> he was right that governments don't work. Oh my god! I'm here for the Dooku vindication arc. <laughs> I'm ready. And 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 Tales of the Jedi sort of solidified that. Like, yeah. oh yeah, oh, Dooku yeah. was kind of on the right track. Yeah, yeah. he's it like, really I don't was. really want to be with either of these guys, but this guy's winning, so I guess I'm just gonna follow him, even though it sucks. But so did the Jedi Order. Yep. So yeah. whatever. He's, he's like, well, the management of the Jedi is kind of not making the right moves and right calls. No. And uh, this guy kind of has a point. <laughs> this yeah. guy over here kind of is on the right track. Um, yeah. yeah. 
See you later. <laughs> good humanizing. I can't. Oh, uh, I can't believe it. Yeah. In, so, incredible. Uh, so uh, that episode, I did like it. However, it is because it it was good revisiting this character who like the whole kind of catalyst to this whole thing was a bounty to go get Grogu. Why? Because we got to do some weird cloning shit with him. And then it's basically been a band like it was revisited for one episode and then like abandoned again. Uh, however, simultaneously on the Bad Batch, there's another very similar character scientist who is also interested in cloning. Um, and I was like, are these supposed to be the same guy? But they're not, even though they're pretty much the same guy. Yeah. And it's really weird seeing the live action show and the animated show having like two humans following the Kamino and uh, cloning tech trying to figure out what they can do with it. And it's a little bit jarring that they're not the same guy. Yeah. Um, I'm cool with the whole, th this little slice. I just, I don't, I, I want to know where it's going because again, they're opening up Pandora's box again to be like, remember cloning? It's a thing. Remember how everyone was pissed that the emperor was cloned and came back. Um, like let's, let's explore that and see if we can retroactively like fill in the blanks. But then this dude basically just got his mind wiped. So where are we with this plot line <laughs> this is a yeah. is this a is this a mind flare oh we don't we don't use it for that this is a it's a pacification machine kind of sounds like a mind flare with extra steps <laughs> yeah. yeah as long as we don't go to as long as we don't crank it past four it's fine yeah proceeds oh, look, to proceeds to crank it <laughs> fucking this lady just uh, cooks his brain she's like oh i'll just i'll stay and watch he's a buddy of mine <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm just like is is she on the side of good she's like oh i don't want this guy to continue his work or i want to like delete his brain just so he doesn't continue to deal with the empire i am like is she really a good guy here i i don't know yeah it's weird and also like how does this play into the core story of the mandalorian it, it, well? it doesn't i really think that's the executive main the executive email for uh mm. from either disney or or lucasfilm be like hey johnny Favs, we need you to incorporate the sequel trilogy just just do that in your show because if we made our own show doing <laughs> that nobody would fucking watch it so yeah. go ahead and put that because it, it's it seems like so uh, on its own and just so unnecessary mm -hmm. and it, like there's a lot more people against it when when people put out that oh i think this is connecting into the sequels with the whole like pickled snokes and like palpatine coming back because of clones mm -hmm. we're like oh wait it's created snoop yeah like <laughs> if you're like wait a minute is that what this is then no i'm not for this just absolutely not and and i, I think it was just like some like corporate mandate it's 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 it's, it's so out of place here you know but then and, yeah. then, we, and then we get back into the mando show and it's they, like yeah let's go and the episode's <laughs> over it's like what yeah it ends there where they go back to the enclave ridiculous and then we got the uh the latest episode here where we start off at the Enclave, but you can't believe it's not Tatooine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see the Mandos uh, uh, training their little foundlings in, in the way we see Grogu being brought up, how uh, Din Djarin's like, hey, you're going to train if you want to know the way, if you want to be a Mandalorian because you left Luke Skywalker, you didn't want to be a Jedi, you want to be with me because of marketing and advertising and money. Um, <laughs> because, of, <laughs> because of what a choice. Here, you can have this, uh, this shirt that was made for you by someone you consider a father, or you can have this weird glowy stick from someone you never met met who kind of <laughs> who's just like an old version of you that's not weird 
Yeah, you, you, yeah, you can either do a shirt from from the can't believe it's not dad and the guy you've been with, or you can be a space wizard and learn space magic and be infinitely more powerful than your father. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, mm, I don't want to do that space and he's magic. Like, I love Frodo Baggins. Give me yeah. the mythical. Yeah. <laughs> well, I need to go back to that because uh, Disney said I make a lot of money for them in marketing. Whoa! <laughs> so now we're back here. He seems so out of place and so even the the Mandel found like it's just like he's too tiny. <laughs> so small and then Tinjarin's like do what you've done what you've learned with luke hops over the place hop skips and jumps over him like uses the darts and he wins and it's just like yay he's great and the man and kid's like what it's because he has plot armor <laughs> this yeah, is our shit i can't do a flip <laughs> <laughs> this endearing shitty puppet just kicked my ass <laughs> and this poor mandel foundling has some like play school cheap looking helmet i'm like y'all can make a better helmet for the kid like come on <laughs> i thought this helmet looked fine it, the helmet looks like it comes straight from Target. Like, it's straight off the shelves from Hasbro. That's, it looks like that. Come on. It is, look at the other Mandos. Like, they, the, the camera pans around. Look at, look at Bo-Katan, Din, all the other Mandos, and it cuts to the all kid. Right. It looks like Hold, something off a of Target. Back up, because you're missing a critical point here. And I know you're Sales. not talking shit about a character whose name is Ragnar Vizsla. It's true. Come on. That's metal as fuck. That's a Star Wars name if ever there were. It's a cool name. Ragnar. Cool name. Hopefully, hopefully it goes somewhere. You know, Ragnar, the, the leader, you know, sort of Norse mythology, Ragnar. He's the last he's <laughs> the last in in a long line of, of Vizslas. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Johnny Fast must, must have been a big fan of uh, the Vikings show. Hmm, Ragnar, that's a cool name. Let's put that in there. <laughs> Let's say <laughs> yeah. Ragnar. Um, and out of nowhere, oh no, big uh, big old creature comes in. A big old space dragon, pterodactyl dragon. thing. Just dragon. Yeah. This is it. Come. Comes on in, steals a kid, and now we have some weird video game plot where we, we gotta. Johnny Fabs is a, he's he's gotta be a gamer. This this all these episodes are like video. It's like a video game quest. Right? I played this this mission in uh, Horizon Forbidden West. <laughs> for the record, it go comes over the the, the pterodactyl grabs a kid, goes off. They're like, oh, we have to follow. But they try to get on their backpacks, but uh, the thing flies too high and too far. They all fall to her. Bo-Katan is the only smart one. Like, I have a ship. <laughs> I'm going to go follow this thing that has a lot of fuel and can follow it. And then she comes back. She's like, hey, I found where it was. I'm back. It could be eating the kid now, but I came back here. Anyway, uh, <laughs> why am I back? I was like, that's kind of weird. Why is she back there? Like, go help the kid. It's going to get eaten. What the freak? Yeah, it took way too long between the time that she figured out where he was and when they actually got there to actually help him out. Dude, yeah. they, they, they planned it. They look at a very cool, like, like topographic map on, on hologram. They camp to, to out for out. a whole night. They camp out. I'm like, this kid's yeah. going to get eaten. What the hell? This is so He's weird. He's being digested right now. It, it was odd. But then because of reasons, it's not like they, so they developed this mission. Uh, there's a whole little sequence where, you know, Bo-Katan's the leader of the war party, where she gets to eat with her helmet on in front of the nice, warm, cozy fire with her little uh, rations. And then they go try to rescue the kid, and lo and behold, it's 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 the it's it's Vizsla's son. That's my boy. <laughs> I don't know. We get the plot. <laughs> my boy. I've abandoned my boy. <laughs> I've abandoned my child. <laughs> Love. There will be blood. Oh my god. Yeah, we just get that little thing here. It's his son. Oh my. Then we get this little rescue. Look cool. Also, again, visual effects artists. You guys are knocking out of the park. Creatures look great absolutely great cg dude like i i, I love that i was like ooh, this looks cool yeah they're and not- i love 
and I love what follows, guys. I want your reaction to this. The the Monster Hunter, Shadow of the Colossus sequence of all the Mandos <laughs> blasting out trying to get this thing out of the sky. I was like, oh, it's like Shadow of the Colossus. Like, you guys have to get on its back and get to a, a point and stab it. Come on. You ever play Monster Hunter? Come on, let's go. I mean, oh, man, it's so good. Noble Arbor thought they looked bad. Oh, damn. <laughs> all right, all right. Hey, Baskin Robbins has different flavors for a reason. He didn't like it. I liked it. What'd you guys think of uh, the whole uh, little chase sequence where the guy to rescue the little foundling? It was fun. It was, I mean, it, it was, uh, I liked when once they, like, it kicked off and they all jumped off after the dragon after the kid got, you know, taken a second time. Because why not? uh can happen twice uh and then to chase him down yeah that was a cool sequence i mean i think the episode was looking for a, a good action sequence and it was building up to this uh so it was great more bo-katan badassery i'm all for it yeah uh vizsla got you know eaten again but then survived so because that's the thing that he went into his mouth <laughs> we yeah. straight up it's all the pov he went into its mouth then we cut back to it it's, it, he's like on the outside i'm like huh kind of uneven there but no uh, it's like yeah, it's, it's like it chomped him midway through like he was flying straight out and it chomped him midway through and he's like oh fuck i didn't have a plan <laughs> um, <laughs> i'm gonna fuck that's my mistake. boy flies into its mouth i was like what <laughs> i mean is this a garden to the galaxy thing it's like why did jacks go inside i don't know it's as it's <laughs> what he's just saying it's as hard as the inside it's on the outside I, that's what i trying to tell him it's <laughs> absolutely incredible great but uh i i, I liked it, the sequence i thought it was really action-packed and so it was really cool reminded me of monster hunter shadow of the colossus that was yeah. pretty pretty like pretty badass he had to like take it down um and and as we uh and as all that's going on uh we see grogu with the armor and we get this amazing sequence where uh she's talking to him if you want to be a part of the mandalorian order there's some things you have to get through and he's having a little flashback oh my god this flashback big w here i oh, freaking yeah. loved it guys the whole sequence of and the whole question of how did grogu get to where he's at right now who saved him what's going on here so we flash back to coruscant to old uh, 66 that reva lives through anyway uh <laughs> Let me not rehash that. Oh my god! How do you survive? You can't Anakin. How do you survive Darth Vader twice? Tony Stark built us in a cave with a box of scraps. Yeah. Anyway, doesn't make any fucking sense. People can just survive uh, lightsaber wounds now. I'm sorry, what? From Darth Vader, which is a child, a child getting stabbed by Vader. Well, baby. Okay. Uh, and then as an adult, because reasons, because she needs to survive, because of reasons, because of check marks. Anyway, uh, we get this amazing flashback, right? Order 66, the troopers are trying to bust in through a door, the, the Jedi are protecting him, they have the lightsabers out, amazing sequence. Yeah. He's all there cooing like, uh, <laughs> what's going on? And they're like, there they are, blast him! Get him to Kellerin! <laughs> and then what happens we we see sequence where the Jedi are going down, the stormtroopers are coming after them, and then we see this one Jedi come out of nowhere and start to usher him in. He's using two sabers and doing an amazing job. And, and my eyes started to tear up when I realized who it was, everyone. Yep. It was Ahmed Best, the guy who played Jar Jar Binks in the Phantom Menace episode one. The guy who back in the day, the nerdy neck beardy Star Wars fans gave him a lot of crap for. That part <laughs> wasn't his fault. It was George Lucas and the writers, okay? And he got admonished. He got toxic. He got death threats. He got all this stuff. And he tried to take his life. He has a whole book about it, and they gave him this glorious, amazing 
returned. They gave him a great Jedi outfit. He had gold inlays and everything you don't really see yeah. on a Jedi outfit. They gave him two sabers. They made him look like a badass. He was taking down troopers, dude. But I was, I my heart started to swell. I was like, oh my god, they're giving him a redemption. This is beautiful. A wonderful Star Wars redemption for Ahmed Best. Guys, what was your reaction like seeing Ahmed Best just usher and he's the one who's saving Grogu and they made him a Jedi. Uh, um, I'll let you go. Casey. It's good. It's really great. Um, he he looks fucking amazing to the point where I'm like, man, you know, Mace Windu should have fucking picked this guy to <laughs> to, to swoop in and and kick Palpatine's ass because he fucking could have done it. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, actually, you know, it's I bring that up. It's really unfortunate. There are a ridiculous number of normies and or racists who are like. It's Mace Windu. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. What yeah, the I fuck? I, <laughs> I mean, I mean, fuck all that. I, I just, I love that Ahmed Best can just, they just drop him in as a Jedi. I mean, I think it's funny that he's also the same Jedi that he plays in the, you know, uh, Nickelodeon Guts Star Wars show. <laughs> what was it called? Jedi Challenges or? Yeah. I think that's that's like a cool way to incorporate him in the like this character already exists. He's playing this character as like a game show host, but now he's a real deal Jedi, you know, saving Grogu. Um, I I just I loved everything about it that, you know, the not devil may careishness of his character, but like he's he's brave. He's confident. Like he's everything that you can imagine, like a, a real Jedi master might be. Um, it, and it's good to see that again. We, we you know, we see uh, these morally ambiguous Jedi masters, these these ones who are, you know, they they don't, you know, play by the rules. But this guy's like straight laced, straight up, two sabers. I'm I'm def I'm a defender of the innocent. You know, it's great. Um, super weird that they get picked up by uh, Naboo people, though. Yeah, because right? you got to think mm. when this is taking place, what's happening. Jar Jar has just advocated for Palpatine to become president of space. Uh, yep. And Padme is crying in her apartment being like, I'm pregnant. And also my husband's kind of weird and I don't need everything's strange. <laughs> and he thinks I'm going to die, but I really, honestly, I feel fine, but he keeps telling me I'm going to die and it's making me real uncomfortable. <laughs> That's what's happening when Anakin is like slaying people, you know? Like she's about to get a visit from Obi Wan, who's like, Padme, I got some news. I saw Anakin <laughs> murder a bunch of children, and now he's scooted off to some lava planet. We gotta go, honey. Um, <laughs> that's what's about to happen next. So I don't understand why the these Naboo officers are like, oh hey, we heard about that bulletin where all the Jedi are evil and shit. Better just help you out there, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was odd too. It kind of doesn't make any any sense. Before we go too far with that, Chris, uh, seeing Ahmed Best come back, what was your your what was your reaction? Uh, so one, redemption, great. I thought he was great. Um, this, I mean, it was a good sequence. I just am wondering, like, what did we actually gain from watching this sequence? Because what happened? Grogu got rescued. Was there any significance to the way he got rescued? As far as we can tell, no. Like we've seen a million different. Uh, angles of order 66 uh it again cool sequence but in the grand scheme of star wars what did we gain like we know he was 
in the Jedi Temple. We know he had he was a, a you know a, a a Padawan, what have you, a youngling. But um, it was just like, all right, cool. There wasn't any explanation. Like, was Grogu special there? He wasn't. He was just like any other Jedi training. Uh, was there something special about uh, Kelleran? Not really. He was just saving guys. I mean, he was a badass, but like it wasn't he was a badass just to be a good dude. So, I mean, I guess cool sequence, but it did it didn't really reveal anything special about the circumstances of Grogu being rescued or what his place in the force is. So it, it was another like cool sequence, but what does this actually do for the story as a whole? Um, yeah, that's well, my opinion on it. You can disagree, but I was just like, cool. What now? <laughs> no, it looks like uh, in Chad, like the normal armor agrees with you as well. Thought the same exact thing. So yeah. looks like, uh, you know, you got the pulse of the audience here. But I'm not yeah. alone. I'm not yeah, alone. No, yeah, <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah. Um, and, and I was wondering where it was going to go because it kind of just ends off with them just blasting off into space. And as we saw yeah. in the end credits with the wonderful conceptual art, they were supposed to blast past uh, one of the uh, Imperial destroyers. From from the early on uh, prequel episodes, mm -hmm. which looked pretty badass, I wish they did that in the actual episode. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I and like, where does it end up? Because Casey, yeah, yeah, for from from what you just uh, you know padded out there to where we are in the timeline, while all those events are happening, it doesn't make any sense why they would be there to take them away and actually cooperate. Like, it, it really, because because like like not even Padme is up to speed. She didn't so know. How, she had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, and she denies it literally until she goes to find him. Yeah, yeah. And Obi Wan yeah. sneaks upon the aboard the ship, but um, you know the identical ship that uh, Grogu just flew away on. So it's just not, <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, it's like wait a minute, but yeah, but so many things with Disney Star Wars things just don't add up. But it looks cool, and it's a nice little beat. Again, just writing for story beats. You know, they got to do this thing. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they'll they'll explain it. I mean, if if someone was actually on, on the pulse of it, I have no idea. But uh, if they circle back around to it, I'm gonna you know I'll leap my hat and go, yep, okay, cool. It was necessary for us to see that moment. Yeah. Uh, but until then, I'm just like, okay. I mean, I guess it added like another six minutes onto our episode so yeah, that's cool yeah. exactly yeah <laughs> um so uh you know and then we cut back out of that we get to the mandalorians is saving the foundling coming back uh, uh bo katan using one of her one of her shoulder pauldrons and um the armorer you know saying how she did one of the most amazing things you can do in the order to save a foundling and uh she'll help repair her armor bo katan starts telling her hey can i have the the symbol of the mythosaur and also the night owls and I love how the armor's like, yes, the Minnesota belongs to all Mandalorians. So, yes, you're entitled to it as well if you want to. <laughs> I'm a vampire. <laughs> I'm, not a I'm not a character. I'm merely a dump of exposition. <laughs> I, I love the way he talks. Um, and then she tries to tell the armor that she saw the Mythosaur. And she's like, hmm, yes, when a part of the, when you walk the way, you'll see many visions, Bo-Katan. You're all fortunate. No, no, I really saw it. Hmm, yes, you see many things. <laughs> Bo-Katan, you're a riot. <laughs> Why didn't she believe her? What the hell? <laughs> but then we get the thing directed by Carl Weathers. Nice. Yeah. nice. Pretty good. Yeah. So we're at the midway point of uh, of the season here. Where, where is this going? What do you guys think? I mean, I, I have no idea. And that's what I, what I kind of like about it. I mean, you know, obviously we know like in the sequels what's going to happen. But with these characters in general, what's going to happen? Are we going to cut back to them on... That I can't believe it's not Tatooine and they're still training more. I mean, like Mando absolved himself. He's back in there. That was a whole like, crux of his mission. So uh, 
what's there left? Yeah, to he do? completed his mission. The, the whole the, like everything they talked about in the end of Boba Fett when those two Mando episodes they've now done. Yeah. So now it's like, okay, Dark Saber, who's leading man the Mandalorians? Those are the only two outstanding things. And and the, the new addition, like Normal Armor points out, is uh, we get those uh, cool little uh, alien dragons. <laughs> we get the Be, little babies. Because. Yeah, all, all of they all fit in Bo-Katan ship. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> now that's the kind yeah, of ship you could fit a lot of bounties in. <laughs> is there a ship like, <laughs> like the TARDIS? It's bigger on the inside? I mean, you got all the Mandos and then these three gigantic babies. I don't know. But yeah, like normal armor. I wonder how they, they're going to look in armor. I'd, I'd be kind of sick, right? They put some armor on those bad boys. <laughs> nasty man so are they gonna all just go up against uh because it looks like they're gearing themselves up right bo-katan is gonna get the mythosaur bring things back i mean so where do you guys think this story is headed i don't know I have no idea. it's it's yeah i mean it's it's rough because they have all the big outstanding missions are complete so are they gonna try to take back mandalore but if they do that like there's no one there stopping them so they could just go and just yeah. be like plant a flag we're here um i don't know it, it could really go anywhere a buddy of mine described this as uh well you know the uh the plane's flying and we're having a good time but uh there's still time to land it and we're getting short on runway and uh i Ooh, i like that. i you know i just is this one of those things where all that matters is that it it comes down to how it ends. Maybe um, I don't. I don't really understand where the season's going. Um, it's just it's world building and and a reconnection with characters we've technically already met. You know, with your with your color by numbers Mandalorian. Don't think I haven't noticed costume design people that you're just. <laughs> what did you let your you gave a you gave a bunch of like uh, coloring books to kids and you're like, all right, give us some Mandalorians, kids. Let's uh, come on. Like color, just like there's one guy who's got like three quarters of his breast breastplate is blue and part of it's green. I'm like, somebody's kid colored that Mando. <laughs> they definitely gave <laughs> him like little paper mixing dolls. and matching Lego pieces. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, all right, this is like, come on. There's no, I don't care what your fucking clan affiliation is. Like, you made that up. <laughs> that's that's not that's not a flag. No, come on, you're not even symmetrical. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I really like what Baruchi says in chat. They're all going to team up with Luke and Ahsoka to fight Thrawn. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Vetoed. Absolutely vetoed. I don't not think gonna so. happen. We'll see what be we'll see what becomes of Thrawn. It it just yeah. it seems like a totally removed thing. Like I I would say it would be different if Gideon, you know, cop to being a Thrawn affiliate. Um, but there's maybe? there's I yeah maybe but there's you know other than oh they both work for the Empire there's no. There's no real connection. As far as we know, the last thing we ever see of Grand Admiral Thrawn is getting grabbed by, you know, Star Trek space whales and be yeah. and being <laughs> sent in hyperspace dragged to out. the end of the galaxy. Back. To, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, man. But guys, uh, let us. Uh, sorry. Go ahead, Chris. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think they, it seems like they're, they they seem to be passing the torch of focus over to Bo from Din Djarin, uh, which is fine because I feel like he's now completed his his main task yep. unless again they give him something else but and i'm okay with that that's that's cool they have a, a someone with a lot more backstory uh a, a lot more stakes to to her uh i'm i'm game with that and obviously we'll see grogu become more and more mandalorian i mean the end of the season better end with him getting a helmet and his ears sticking out or we're all rioting 
True, true. Well, yeah, hopefully this season ends with a banger. But guys, let us know where you think this is going to go. Comment below and let us know. We see you guys later. We'll see you another time.